I'm Lauren and welcome to episode one of Going Gluten Free. This podcast is all about going gluten free with some good real life stories in between. And in this episode, I'll be speaking to Becca. Becca has been celiac now for six years. She plays football and she loves to bake. I didn't really notice that it was something I was eating that that was making me feel so rubbish. But now looking back, (laughs) it definitely was. So we'll be hearing all about the lovely Becca's story and I'll be revealing to you my latest favourite gluten-free recipe. You don't want to miss this one, it's a good one. Right, so welcome to episode one and I thought this episode would probably be the best start, the good place to start, should I say, to tell you my journey of going gluten-free. So obviously I've been gluten-free now for two years, but actually it started right at the very beginning. So imagine being a mum of two babies and one of them just will not stop crying. So what ha- used to happen was that you would start to get like really crampy pains, but it looked like you had crampy pains. But what seemed to ease it was when you were drinking milk. So I used to just give you another bottle, if you, if you like. So I'd give you another bottle of milk, and that would just seem to take the, the edge off it and the pain off it. So this is my mum telling the story of just how horrible it was to have a baby that just wasn't happy and she just didn't know how to help. I knew there was something not right because it was... You just sounded like you were so in pain. And I'd take you to the doctors and I'd try to explain it. And they all said it was trapped wind. And so I tried all kinds of infocol and things like that to try and stop the pain. There was just something not quite right. But I, I, I just couldn't put my finger on it. And, you know, I think the doctors thought I was just a crazy mum. But, yeah, you just were really crampy tummies all the time. I just couldn't fix it. You know, as a baby and everything, you, you clearly you can't tell me what, what's wrong. But when you were growing up and everything, when you were old enough to say, I've got pains in my tummy. I used to try and do the things, <laughs> obviously the normal thing. Do you need a poo? No, you just, you know, you didn't, you, it was only certain things that then would trigger it off. But I would never have known in a million years it was gluten because back then, just this wasn't a thing, you know. I know that your Auntie Lynn, she used to get bloat with, with bread. And so, you know, you try things like that. We don't eat white bread, so we'd like buy brown bread and stuff. But yeah, it was intermittent. It wasn't like it was just all of the time. So that was my mum. She was telling the story there of just how horrible it was and how confusing it was as well, just to look after two kids and one of them just being, you know, a bit of a nightmare. And as she says, you know, gluten wasn't really a thing back then. So you didn't really think of that first. So I totally don't blame anybody for how long it took to kind of get to the point of realising that it was actually gluten that was I was having a bit of an impact with. So all of my kind of young life, I didn't really understand what it was. I had a sore stomach all of the time. And to be honest, I just started to live with it, which is just brutally honest, you know, that constant stomach ache and just trying to get on with it and not have it affect any of my life. Just imagine the pain, you know, bowled over, just trying to get rid of it. And the only thing that can help was napping. At work, I would start to get a really sore stomach and it kind of get in the way of my performance of my job. So I'd have to kind of lie down for a little bit and let that stomach pain kind of ease off. So it got to the point where it was just a bit of a nightmare to be honest and actually the weirdest part is is that I came across this this gluten-free situation 
totally by accident. You know, I never really even thought about it. And then I just happened to be going for a meal with one of my friends. And that person said to me, you know, you didn't never finish your meal properly. And you always kind of say you've got a sore stomach after you eat. Is there something like, you know, and obviously I'd, I'd like had a conversation saying that I constantly get a sore stomach and, you know, it's kind of getting in the way. So that person has said, you know, maybe it's something to do with gluten. So that happened. And I'm not kidding you. That was the change in my life. I just stumbled across it. It's completely and utterly just changed my life. And that is it. That is the journey of how I ended up here in a little roundabout way at the age of 27 almost and only really finding out I was gluten-free at age 24. And for these last few years, I've been completely gluten-free and it is just amazing. My name is Laura Mitchell and this is the podcast of Going Gluten-Free. Whether you're just kind of looking into going gluten-free or you already are, this mini series will kind of help you, give you some tips and things like that. And in a wee bit, I will be revealing my favourite recipe recipe that I've found today. This is the latest recipe, but first, let's talk to my very first guest of episode one of Going Gluten-Free. Here is Becca. It was about six years ago I, I was diagnosed, so I was sort of feeling quite unwell and things like that, and it was actually my mom that said, oh, you, you might as well get tested for celiac disease, because my uncle had it, so I got tested and then found out I had it, so... And since then, um, my sister's actually um, been diagnosed with it and my cousin. So it's obviously a a family sort of genetic thing. And I think if you are proper celiac, it's a lot different, isn't it? Yeah, because obviously there's sort of a misconception. Some people are sort of gluten-free just by choice. Some people get ill with gluten, so they've sort of chosen to, to do it. Whereas celiacs don't really have a choice, so we have to do it or we'll be sort of severely ill, so... Um, I, I haven't actually been ill, touch wood, in a while <laughs> um, from it. But yeah, it's it's quite bad when you when you get sort of contaminated, as they say. You're sort of ill on that day, and then for a couple of days afterwards, you're sort of low on energy, so it, it kind of knocks you when you get ill. But it's not great. <laughs> but yeah. thankfully, I'm, I must be doing something right. I haven't been ill in in quite a while, so that's, that's good. good. To start with, my symptoms were sort of my belly was bloating quite a lot. Yeah, fatigue, things like that. I won't go into too much other details. But. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's you don't want to be too graphic for people, you know. So have you got a family as well? I live with my boyfriend, so he's basically turned kind of. He obviously eats his own sort of butteries and, and buns and things. Uh, teas and breakfast and things all kind of gluten-free he's sort of been forced to he doesn't really notice the difference because I, I cook quite a lot I'm sort of okay at cooking now he doesn't really notice the difference between gluten-free and not so it's quite good I think right when you first started obviously six years ago did you find it difficult with like finding different foods and what was that like yeah to start with it was a bit of a nightmare and I, I always felt quite awkward when I was going to restaurants and I haven't asked for gluten-free and but I think nowadays there's so much more restaurants yeah. are sort of buying into it and you get different menus, you can order things online and there's just so much choice nowadays compared to, as I say, just six years ago. Don't remember it too well. I've kind of gotten used to it, but it was a nightmare compared to nowadays. You can go into a shop and um, a whole row in Tesco of gluten-free things. Whereas back then there wasn't, there was maybe a, a small section, but you couldn't get anything nice. Nowadays you can get nice sort of bread, nice buns and things. Whereas back then it was rubbish. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to ask you the most random question in the world, right? But we all need to know, what's your favourite gluten-free bread? Oh, that's a hard one. Either Marks and Spencer's or sliced bread, it's really good. Or I really like the, I'm not sure if it's called the Tiger Bloom Loaf from Co-op. Not made from the co-op. Who is it? I think it's Warburton's, I think. Those two, they're probably my favourites. I can't believe we're talking about a favourite bread. It's like groundbreaking, (laughs) but it's so true when you're gluten-free. That's the one thing that just isn't quite right. 100% bread's the one that you just can't find right, but I think they've nailed it. I think Markey's and and Warburton's have have got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they've got it the other one I have actually is um, it's like a yellow packaging you'll have seen it it's like yellow and red it's called Shah I think I don't think I've had bread though is it good? it's absolutely amazing so you get this one in a packet it's about 270 from Sainsbury's and do you not find actually the gluten free food is just so expensive as well it's the cereal I can't get over the, the tiny little boxes of cereal for three pounds <laughs> it's like what was, what's that supposed to do? so have you found that you don't eat the same foods as you did before then it's a hard one because six years ago I was still kind of half living with my mom and things so she would have been cooking for me so now I'm kind of cooking all my own things and yeah it is totally different but I'm still sort of making the same food as she would but just changing it to be gluten-free I didn't really notice that it was something I was eating that that was making me feel so rubbish but now looking back (laughs) (laughs) It definitely was. Yeah. Was it quite scary then getting that diagnosis where you're like, oh my God, I've got a disease? Yeah, it it was. And back then there wasn't as much knowledge on it either. Nowadays, they sort of know a little bit more about it. So back then the doctors were telling you, oh, it could give you this, it could give you that, it could give you that. So it was a little bit scary, but I'm just so used to it now. And as long as you follow the the right diet, then you're going to be as healthy as anyone else. I think it can be quite daunting because I didn't even know what gluten was. Because there's things like soy sauce and vinegar at the, the chip shop that you just wouldn't think about at all. Do you find yourself feeling a bit embarrassed when you go into the restaurants and things to ask? Yeah, the worst one, I think, I love TGIs. But I think it is the worst one because they have to get a manager to take your order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of the normal staff. And then they say, oh, we'll have to come back with a manager for you. And it just makes you feel a little bit embarrassed especially if you're with your mates as well and you're with like a group of people they're all dead normal if you like and you're like can't eat that can't eat that I know it's hard it is hard it's definitely better now but it was hard to start with and and a little bit embarrassing but you get used to it yeah you do get used to it and I always found at the start there'll be people joking about saying you know that I was being a bit fussy my boyfriend was just telling me he said for me first started going out with me he thought that it was just me being fussy so until you know what it is exactly (laughs) yeah so where is the best place then to go for something to eat well to be honest I live in Stonehaven so there's a lot of places in just in Stonehaven that I like to go if you're wanting a chipper the Maidan is probably one of the best um, and they've done gluten-free for quite a while and yeah they're great and just now they're delivering so (laughs) eight weeks Uh, into lockdown is tough isn't it yeah I know the shamrock and thistle is another favorite of mine so that is sort of a crepe and waffle place sometimes I do gluten-free just anyway but if you phone them up the day before and say I'm coming in tomorrow can I get gluten-free they'll make it for you so and it's so good 
it's one of my favourites. That's a good wee tip, uh, actually. Phone ahead. Yeah. Yes. Again, I like pancakes. <laughs> it's difficult if you're celiac and you actually like a pancake. I know. The thing I love about it is when a restaurant actually has that gluten-free menu, you're like, yes, I'm in the right place. It's the best thing ever, isn't it? It was when uh, Frankie and Benny's took out their new gluten-free menu. I think it was a couple of years ago. And I was so pleased because they used to not do much. They used to do sort of a burger without a bun and... What's the use in that? Now they're really good. They've got a lot of things that you can have. So, What food do you miss the most? It's a hard one. To be honest, it used to be a good bread. <laughs> but now that they're sort of getting back to it, I think probably I miss when you're at somebody's birthday and you can't have a bit of the cake. Some of my work colleagues are really good and they'll make gluten-free things for me. They're separate to everyone else's, but it's those days that it's just the normal cake and you can't have any. And you feel <laughs> awkward then, don't you? The best place for shopping, where would you think? Like Morrison's, Asda, Tesco, where? I really like Marks and Spencer's because they've got really nice buns and bread and things like that. But I like Asda and Tesco because they've got gluten-free Pringles, things like that. I'm craving them just now. Curves. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sad that I know that. <laughs> Do you know what other crisp I like, actually? I've, what are they called? I can see the packaging, but I just can't. Oh, They're salted. What? It's the ones in the in the packet. I'm pretty sure you've got a, a picture of them on your Instagram, actually. Oh, God, should, oh the, the ones, um, they're called Eat Real. Oh, it's difficult to remember like what all the brands are. I know, unless they're a known brand, it, it's hard, but you, you kind of get to know them. Yeah. <laughs> so the question is then, if somebody's just about to go gluten-free, what is your biggest tip for them? It'd probably be to start baking and, and cooking and just cooking things you normally would, but changing the flour to gluten-free flour and things like that. And not to worry because it, it sounds a bit daunting, but once you get going, it's absolutely fine and you feel so much better after going gluten-free. So the health benefits are overweigh the... <laughs> the troubles the struggles I like to bake on my gluten-free page you'll see see quite a lot of baking on there I go through phases of baking the same thing and then I'll move on so I think my favorite thing was probably when I was baking the Snickers bar oh, it was oh. so good marshmallow fluff which is a nightmare to get that was the only hard thing about making that but but I like baking cakes and I actually baked a cake from one of my best friends who is gluten-free as well. So I was sort of given the task of baking the cake for everyone. I think everyone really enjoyed it. It was a chocolate cake and it had her face on it. What, her actual face? <laughs> Not her actual face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well done you, because I find that when you bake, the consistency isn't quite right, the texture. One of my latest posts, I tried to bake some scones and it was just they were just so thin. I don't know if I made the wrong type of scone or I don't know. They taste really nice. And that's it. That's the main thing, isn't it? If we wanted to follow you then on Instagram, Becca, where would we find you? My Instagram page is called howtobe.glutenfree. I sort of started the page a couple of years ago when I was on holiday in, in Poland because there were so many nice gluten-free places that I wanted people to sort of know about. So that's where I started posting things. But yeah, I like to keep it up to date. And just now I've got so much time, so. <laughs> getting things done, getting things baked and posted. That's something else I wanted to ask you, actually. You know, when you went on holiday, where was the best place for a gluten-free? To be honest, my, my favourite place was when I was in um, Amsterdam Airport because they had a gluten-free McDonald's. Oh! And I get that, I know. But I think a lot of the, the, the foreign countries do gluten-free McDonald's. It's just the UK. 
Well, do you know what's funny? Have you ever had like a day where you just thought, I'm going to eat gluten? Not really, to be honest. <gasps> but I do, when I go to McDonald's, I will have the fries because you can eat them and the milkshake. And that's pretty much all I can have. So. <laughs> <laughs> the fries and the milkshake. I mean, what more? I remember on a night out one time, I'd had a bit too much to drink and I thought, you know what? So I had like a chicken legend meal and I'm not kidding you. Worst. Oh, worst hangover ever. Oh, it's not good. I have had chips and things on, after a night out of, I've had, but I felt okay. So then, it must have been fine. It might be just like a small sensitivity, just depending on how much gluten is in what. I know it's a it's a funny subject that, but yeah, I know. I I think Instagram's a great place as well because if I'm looking for a recipe for something or just an idea for cooking something, I'll just search for the hashtag and it comes up. So imagine like being gluten free back in the olden days when there was no social media. I know. Well, to be honest, my family probably had it somewhere down the line. So. <laughs> that's true that, and they were just in pain all of their lives terrible yeah. well thank you so much Becca for talking to me today and we will make sure to follow you on Instagram and it is howtobe.glutenfree I like that it's dead catchy yeah thanks for having me you're listening to the Going Gluten Free podcast a very short series of podcasts just talking about all about going gluten free that was Becca she was my very first guest and I've got a few more of them across the next five episodes and to round off the first episode I want to give you one of my latest favourite recipes that I have found and this I mean if you're gluten free already you will know how difficult it is to find bread you know so I have for my first episode the gluten free flatbread and in the flatbread right dead easy takes three minutes of cooking time and eight minutes of prep time all you really need is obviously gluten-free self-raising white flour which you'll be able to find in most supermarkets just a wee pinch of salt 25 grams of natural yogurt 75 ml of tepid water and 25 grams of extra gluten-free flour just for a little dusting to make it look that bit more professional so the method is dead easy you put the flour and salt into a large bowl you blend it all together measure the yogurt and water into a jug and stir just to combine that and then you pour it into the bowl so stir gently to form a of a soft dough then what you do sprinkle the dusting of flour onto work surface obviously you would do that anyway with any sort of bread or cakes uh, that you're making turn out the dough and cut it into three or four pieces and what you do obviously to make it flat bread you flatten each piece into a bit of dough into like a little 10 centimeter circle whatever you can get it to lightly oil a dry non-stick frying pan or a griddle and just heat that until it's kind of nice and hot and what you want to do is you want to brush the top of each flatbread with a bit of water and then transfer it to transfer it to the pan wet side down if you cook that for two to four minutes until the base starts to go brown depend on the heat and that should work out pretty fine and then you brush the top of each flatbread with water turn it over and then cook it on the other side for another two to four minutes and then what you do is wrap the cooked flatbreads in tin foil and then you can serve them warm or cold and there you go enjoy that little flatbread I really hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode this is the very first one I am Lauren Mitchell and if you want to get in touch you can at me on Twitter it's at Radio Laws or you can get in touch via Instagram or on Facebook just search for Lauren Mitchell and you know what get in touch with any questions you have if you want to have a chat then that would be fabulous this has been Going Gluten Free episode one and I will see you in episode two